Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Good. It's awesome to be here to to worship together. For those of you online, thanks for joining us. Hello, those up in the balcony, down below. It's good. Awesome, and it's exciting that things are beginning to open up more and more all the time, so that's, that's so cool. Very, very exciting. And the Super Bowls today. How many of you are watching? And how many of you don't give a rip? <laughs> An equal bounce, nice. Well, awesome, let's, let's pray before we get into the word today. God, thank you so much. Uh, this, is, this is just, it's just fun to be together here, to worship you, and uh, just to talk about your goodness and, and how awesome you are. Father, I just pray that, that as I speak, your, your goodness and your awesomeness and your love would just be made, would just be revealed, God, to the people sitting here, to the people tuning in online. Holy Spirit, I just, I, just, I just would ask that you would just meet us in such a profound way today by your Holy Spirit. Um, amen. Awesome. How many of you love an epic, an epic movie? An epic movie, right? A Marvel, Marvel movies, epic. I love movies where you have to like, there's some kind of journey you have to go on. There's always an unlikely hero who overcomes the odds, overcomes the opposition, and saves the day. It's just pretty, it's just pretty fun. Um, so this might sound a little bit cheesy, because it probably is, and the, the longer I speak in front of people, the more you'll just know I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cheesy. But that's okay. Cheese is good. Cheese is good. I like cheese. But one, for me, when I go to the theater, it's specifically, at, for some reason, the theaters. When I watch an epic movie in the theaters, I kind of come out, and, and I almost feel like I've been brought in to that. Does, does that ever happen to you? I don't know. You're walking out of the theater. I'm just sounding weird. You walk out of the theater, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm part of something here. I'm part of something epic. And, and it reminds me of God's greater plan, right? I, I'm, part of, I, I'm part of something great too. I am part, in a sense, of, of an epic journey. Come on, right? God made me he, he, I am his workmanship. He created me and he prepared good works in advance for me to do. It says in the Bible, I have a race marked out for me. Let's go. Come on. I'm part of this epic journey. And, and sometimes, you know, life may seem boring, but we need faith that opens our eyes and, and gives us conviction in the morning that this, this is true. Right? Right? Sometimes life can just feel mundane, but when we have faith to see that, that big picture, to see, oh, awesome, like today I'm going to, God has a plan for today. That, that's going to, we're going to have purpose coursing through our veins, and that's what we want. We want to have purpose coursing through our veins. Um, and by, for that to happen, we need faith. We need to see God's plan for me. We need to realize that God has put me here for a reason so that we can walk out uh, that life of faith and live that journey of faith that we're on. I've entitled today, Faith for the Journey. We're in a series called Faith. 
um, and how important it is. And if we're going to be on this journey of life, we need faith for the journey. Amen? Tell that to your neighbor, I need faith for the journey. Now say it with some gusto. I need faith for the journey. It's good. That's good. Some screaming here. That's great. Lively crowd. I had to wake the 8.30 up. The coffee hadn't made its way into their system yet, I guess. But you guys seem awake, so that's good. Let's read Hebrews 11. I think last week I assigned homework reading Hebrews 11 and 12. Did anyone? I didn't have any assignments handed in, but maybe you did them. I don't know. It's still your homework. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you an advancement of one week. It's still your homework. Read Hebrews 11 and 12, but I'm going to do some of your homework. Hebrews 11, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking, to war, he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. I think that's really cool. Abraham was on this, this journey in life. But it's really saying that that journey that Abraham was on to the, the promised land, it, the, big, the big point of that whole thing, it wasn't just getting to the physical promised land. There was a greater picture. There was a bigger picture. There was a spiritual promised land that God was bringing Abraham into, and so he was looking forward to that. That was the main goal of Abraham's journey. For sure, it was to go into an unknown land, but it was to inherit the, the ultimate promised land where the builder and architect is God. It's heaven. And so it's by faith that Abraham said yes. I love that. It says he did not know where he was going. By faith, Abraham stepped into the unknown. Frozen fans, anyone? It's not bad. I got the 12-year-olds with me, so here we go. But by faith in our journey, we all step into the unknown. Every, every single one of us. Um, it, it, not all of us are going to an unknown land. Some, some, of, you, some of us are, maybe. Um, we have someone from this church who was, what was called to South Sudan. That is an unknown land. That is, that's awesome. It's amazing to have that faith of just saying, okay, just leaving Canada and just going to this country. And they didn't know a lot about the country, but she said yes, and, and faith brought her there. But in the same regard, faith brings us into the unknown as well, because we, it would be nice to have an autobiography of your life, right? That would be kind of nice. You know, you read the autobiography and then you know what page you're on. Okay, I'm on page 46. Awesome. It gets a little dicey here, but by, by the next chapter, things are looking really great. So I can kind of hold on there and, and we're good to go. We don't get that. It, it, it's an unknown thing. And so I love what Martin Luther King said is faith is taking the first step even though you can't see the whole staircase can't see your whole life. There's, there's elements of unknown, but it's taking that, that first step to say yes to the call of God, the, the call that God has on your life. I don't like calling it a blind faith 
right? Because I think we've experienced God and we can know God. And, and Abraham, he, he had built this relationship with God. So it was through this relationship that, that he was stepping into the unknown. It was for sure unknown, but it, wasn't, it was rooted in who God was in his relationship. Like it says in, in Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, right? So it's not completely a blind faith. We have this relationship with God we have the track record of God's faithfulness in the past, um, throughout history, and then also in our own lives. But we're still, faith is this journey of saying yes to following God's path and not our own path. And that can be a hard thing to do, right? The, if you think about it, being a person of faith is just, it's a completely different life. If you're not, if you're not a person of faith, it's a choose your own adventure, like really, just, just go and whatever you want to, just do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. Do what pleases you. The life of faith is saying, I want to do what pleases God. I, I want to, as best as I can, in reading the word and in relationship with him, discern what, his, what he wants for me and live that out in my life. And that road, it's not necessarily an easy path. And it's a narrow path. And in Matthew 7, this is what Jesus says. He says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. And Jesus is ultimately the narrow gate, right? We enter through giving our lives to him, but then giving and surrendering our lives to him where he's in control. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for the many that choose that way. It's not hard to find that route, right? Because you can just go wherever you want to go. Just do whatever you want to do. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and few ever find it. Because that's, that's a path of, again, it's, it's, it's following, it's trying to stay on God's path. Sin even is, is kind of defined as missing the mark. And, and, and for the life of a believer, we want to live sinless lives where we hit the mark of what God wants for us in our thoughts, in our actions, in the way we, we, in everything, right? In absolutely everything. And that road is, the road is hard. Um, a couple years back, I took, uh, we went to Zion National Park, me and my wife. And so I was looking like, hey, what, what are the sweet hikes we can do at Zion's National Park? And there was this hike called Angel's Landing and it sounded really nice, right? Angel's Land there, that's really cool. Um, and then you look it up and you're like, where, where can they land? There's not, it's not a lot of room to land there. Um, and so um, a lot of the journey is, is kind of like this. You're holding on to these things. This actually looks kind of not, not that bad. But imagine a whole train of people coming this way. And then you're trying to go that way. Yeah, there's no like, it's not a big loop. It's just one strip. So people are coming back and forth. So you're not always able to hold on to that that chain because you're going back and forth and we went spring break so it was just it was just crowded and there's people everywhere yeah so as we were we were on uh this this journey and taking this hard path we, we were also wearing like sneakers running shoes uh we didn't have a, a lot of water and it was getting really hot eventually we got ha about halfway and I, don't, I didn't even want to tell the story because we, we turned back. I know, it's lame. Um, 
But what we did was we weighed, we weighed the odds, right? We weighed the pros and cons. What, is this worth it to make it to the end? We decided it wasn't um, because we were, we were running out of water. We wanted to live. <laughs> and as good as getting to the end would be, it, it just, in the end, it wasn't worth it. So we turned back and, and Valerie said that, hey, yes, I, we, we can come back, we can get hiking shoes, we can bring more water, and maybe one day we'll finish it again. So it still kind of haunts me to this day. But we turned back. We, we didn't take this hard path. And, and in, in our life, what we're all going to do is we're all going to do the same thing. When we're taking a path and maybe taking God's path and it's hard, we're going to make this decision, is this worth it? Right? Is, is it worth continuing this path or should I just go wherever I want to go because maybe that is potentially easier. And you see in in Hebrews 11, by faith, when Moses has grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater worth, value, than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. So Moses had this choice, right? These, these two paths in front of him. One sounds pretty great on paper. Pharaoh's daughter, all the treasures of Egypt, you'd probably get fed grapes. It's like a great life. Popularity, fame, power, you name it. You got everything that your flesh would want. And on the other hand, the other option is facing disgrace for Christ and, and living oppressed by, by the Egyptians, you know, wandering in, in the desert. And Moses is, because he was seeing the big picture of faith, because he, was, he believed in God and he wanted to serve God above anything else, he said, actually, it's a greater value. I love that. He regarded disgrace as a greater value than treasure. Isn't that amazing? Because he wanted to follow God's way. He knew that that, that that was what he was made for and he knew God's way is true. And so he chose the hard path. And in, in our life, we're all gonna do the same thing. We're, we're gonna make this choice, right? God loves us and so he gave us a choice of what path do we wanna take. Is it worth taking God's way? Is it worth surrendering our life and, and living to please him? Or is it worth just taking the broad path? And in this choosing, there's, there's a battle over our souls. God ha- has, has drawn up plans for us and plans for our life. And he, he's, he has a race marked out for us, but we also have an enemy, right? In every epic, you always have opposition and an enemy. And we, we have an enemy and, and the devil has schemes to sabotage those plans. He has schemes to steal, kill, and destroy what God has made and, and what God has planned for us to do. And on this journey, it's, it's faith that's needed to overcome. It's by our faith we overcome. First John 5 says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. The world is, is talking about that draw just to live for yourself. It's a life not acknowledging God. It's a life not surrendered to God. It's a life like Moses of just, of just living for the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. 
Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I love how the NLT puts this. For every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. It's through seeing the bigger picture. It's through trusting God. It's through saying, hey God, I I believe in you and I believe your way is the way I should take. In Ephesians 6, it talks about um, faith and being strong and the shield of faith. I want to start a little earlier. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. I love that. Because it doesn't say you have to be strong. It says be strong in the Lord. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. This is what we need to do, right? As people of faith, we need to take our stand against the the enemy's schemes. I'm going to skip all of the armor. But in addition to this, take up the shield of faith with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So that we have this shield and and the Roman shield would have been this massive, heavy thing that you would lift and it protects you from all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. We have an opposition, right? We have an enemy and he's going to, he's going to shoot arrows. He's, he is the deceiver of the brethren. He's the father of lies. He will constantly lie um, and, and tell you lies that are contrary to God's truth. And it's the shield of faith, of trusting in God's word, of of grounding yourself in who God says you are that extinguishes these arrows and we overcome. Awesome, huh? Sweet. But what does that mean? What does that that mean that we overcome? I want to talk about that for a bit. In Hebrews 11, I'm doing all your homework, guys. Ugh. It's talked about a lot of people of faith and what they did, but it goes on to talk about just, just start, start spitfiring over everything faith has accomplished and how people have overcome through it. It says, what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jebetha, about David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith, they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. They gained what was promised. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the fury of flames. They escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength, who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. It's awesome, huh? This is overcoming through faith. Amen? Da, 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 da. You just feel so jacked up when you read that. And you should. But it takes a little turn here. (laughs) A quite drastic turn. And it says, there were others who were tortured, um, refusing to be released so they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what has, had been promised, right? It was, it was something bigger. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together... With us, they would be made perfect. Man, I like that first part, right? 
The first part seemed really cool. Everything was like, ah, oh, let's go. And then the last part, wow. Um, but our, our, our faith ultimately is, is, not, is not like Mario when Mario gets the star, right? Mario gets the star, dun, 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 dun. You're just, there's enemies flying at you and they're just, boom, boom, boom. Any obstacles just, pew, pew, just firing off. And you jump to the end, it's not exactly like that. Faith, faith does not promise an easy life. It promises you an eternal life. But on this, this journey of faith, how many of you can attest there's going to be some bumps? There's going to be some bumps. There's going to be trouble. How many of you can attest there's going to be some turns? Where it's just like, what? what? Why are we going here, God? I didn't think we'd turn in this direction. Why, why are we going in this way? But ultimately, Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart I've overcome the world. And so by faith, we, we do overcome, but it's this, this spiritual victory that for sure sometimes manifests in, in miracles, but sometimes, sometimes it's, it's give, we're given grace to go through these really hard times. And I've heard a lot of messages on, on faith before um, where they preach on Matthew 21. It's, and it's, it's a powerful, powerful passage. It says, Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and don't doubt, not only can you do what's done to the fig tree, it's when Jesus cursed the fig tree and it died, but you can also say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. And sometimes this verse is kind of, this passage is kind of used as, as your instant problem re- removal, right? What's your mountain? Is your mountain your bank account? Are you broke? Hey, just believe God, pray, and you'll see that thing just blow up. Is your mountain your, your health? Hey, just, just believe God, cast into the sea, and, and, it, and it will be done. I, I can see how people would, would take that but I really believe that with this passage, we have to make sure to look at the whole scope of Scripture, right? Obviously, this is totally true, but no passage is, is on an island. And so I think in Mark 14, we, we see Jesus, and, and he's going before the, the cross. He's, going, he's about to go to the cross. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it says, going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that if possible... The hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. He had faith, right? Obviously. <laughs> it's Jesus. And he says, take this cup from me. So he's asking for, for this to be removed. But then he says, yet not, not what I will, but what you will. He, he in the end of the day, he says, God, I, I want to follow your way. I want to follow your will. Um, I think John 15 is also a really good passage to bring in, in in translating Matthew 21. It says, if you remain in me, in my word, rhema, that's that personal word of God, remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. But there needs to be that, that initiation, right? Jesus' ministry, when, when, he, when he healed, it was, he said he did nothing in of himself. It was, it was all, he did nothing 
He only did what he did, saw his father doing, right? He was led by the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit led him, then, then he went there. And, and this is where he saw these, these amazing things happen. In my life too, I've experienced a bit of that where God leads you and just gives you, I, I'm gonna pray for everyone to, you know, I'm gonna pray for healing for everyone. But there's times where, where God gives you a rhema and gives you faith. Hey, this person, you're gonna pray and they're gonna be healed. And when that happens, you just see, boom, you just see the power of God heal because it's initiated by, by God, right? So at the end of the day, what, what is faith? What's faith? And what's overcoming in faith? Is faith believing for God to do anything and believing for a miracle and seeing that happen? Is that faith? You can answer, yeah. Oh, it's obviously yes, right? And that's awesome, I think it's so cool and I, and I love to see when people are praying and they're praying for this thing that's, that's impossible, but they're saying, hey, I, I'm praying for this because God is so powerful, he can do anything. And, and we see these things happen and it's so cool. That is faith. But is faith also trusting and surrendering to God and staying steadfast even when the road is, is bumpy? Even when the road takes a turn that you didn't think it would take, maybe you didn't want it to take, is, is faith being faithful in that place to God? Yeah, that's faith, right? We see in Hebrews 11, faith sometimes is, man, just conquering the kingdoms, but then faith sometimes is just enduring through really, really tough stuff. I've heard of people with that had, that had cancer, that were believing for healing and, and saw that healing happen. That's faith, amen? That's faith. But I've also seen people with cancer believing that God can do anything and, and not, not seeing their body healed physically, but holding on to God, holding on to God. And, and the weaker they get, I've seen it, like the stronger they get in the Lord. That's like, wow, that is faith. They're just leaning right on God. That's, that's faith too. Um, for probably all of us, we can say the last couple of years have been a bit of a, a, bit of a turn, right? It's taken some unexpected directions um, and for me, I can, I can say the same with, with COVID. It's kind of thrown so many Things for a loop in church, there's been so much uh, division and, and stuff like that, and it's, it's been a heavy load. Um, but, but then at the, the same time as well, for the last few years, me, me and my wife have wanted to uh, expand our, our family. And that hasn't, it hasn't happened. And, uh, and yet, it's tough. It's tough because uh, you're just kind of in this, this place. Um, I've heard it said, God answers our prayers, yes, no, or wait. That's true, right? <laughs> I think those are kind of the only options, yes, no, or wait. But sometimes on, on, on your end, it just feels like blank. And you don't, really, you don't really know, like you haven't really heard much. You keep praying for this to happen, and, and it doesn't, and, and the disappointments kind of rack up on, on top of each other. Um, so what's faith? What's faith in this situation? I, th I think faith is continuing to believe that God, God can do anything. And God's powerful and God can do a miracle. 
Faith is praying for other people to have, have their miracles too, right? Because sometimes you're in a situation like this and you almost get a little cynical, right? It's like, well, God, why should I pray for them for their miracle? I don't have mine, right? No, faith is believing that, that God can do this and believing that God can make a way. But, but as time passes, I'm also just seeing that, that faith is just continuing forward and, and trusting him right now. And that's the, that's the hard part, right, of trusting him right now. Um, and I've kind of just realized what I don't want to do is just see God answer this prayer and then say, okay, God, thank you. I'm in. I'm in, God. Let's go. You did what I wanted. You gave me what I wanted. So now I'm going to serve you. I, I want to do that right, right here in this moment, in this state of disappointment, in the state of God, I'm not, this, this whole journey has not been what I thought it would be. Right here in this state, I wanna say, God, I'm, I'm all in. I wanna praise you, I wanna serve you, and I wanna walk right, right here, God. And I'm learning that, that that's faith. The Hebrew word for faith is steady, firm action. When, 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 when you hear that, maybe you think, just shut off all your emotions and, and be steady and firm, you know? Kind of like my, my dad was, but that's what it seems like he is. He's, he's a big softy now. It's great. But I, but I love this passage in Exodus. It says, when Moses' hands grew tired, he took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, the other on the other. So his hands, faith. His hands were made steady until sunset. It's that, it's that same word there. It's not, it's not necessarily saying faith, but I think this is just a beautiful example of, of what faith is, right? Faith isn't always just feeling like you're Mario with the star on top of the world. Sometimes it's just sitting on a rock and, and it's just saying, ah, I'm done, I'm done, I'm tired and I need help, I need, I need other people to support me, I, I need prayers. And it's been so awesome that we've let a few people in on this journey. It's just been so, so amazing and, and just uplifting to, to have people do that during this time. Um, but that, that's faith, right? It's leaning on others. It's being strong in the Lord. And part of being strong in the Lord, I believe, is, is using his body. We're a, we're a body together, so we need to be strong together. We're not made to, to live alone and walk through things alone. And the other part is just to find, find strength in the Lord. I love that passage in, um, where, where David is, everything is ripped from him, his family is ripped from him, he's just going through a, a crazy hard time and people want to kill him and it simply says David strengthened himself in the Lord. I don't think he felt again on top of the world. I think he was done. I think he had no strength left. I think he felt like it's like, I can't do this. But God, I know you're here. I know you're with me. I know you can. And that's faith. There's, there's been times in the last couple of years where I've just prayed to God, like, God, God, I'm empty. Like, God, I just, it's hard being a pastor, right? When you're going through hard stuff and you're supposed to love people and you're just like, ah, it's hard. But 
But faith is realizing that other people are there, that God is there, and he wants to carry me through it, right? Not necessarily just getting what I want to happen. It's saying, God, thank you for your strength today. God, strength, thank you for the, the, the purpose that, that you've given me today. God, help me to walk this life of faith out today in this place of disappointment. In Hebrews 12, again, I'm doing your homework. It's right after Hebrews 11. It's talking about all the people of faith and what they did, what they persevered through, how they, how they saw the miraculous happen and how they endured through bumps in the road and turns in the road. And it's saying, therefore, because of this, because of that bigger picture, take a look, right? Take a look what's going on. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it's awesome. It's like these people are cheering you on. Let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Sin, again, is missing the mark. Let's throw that all away. Everything that wants to take us and push us off the course of what God wants for us. And let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author, the pioneer, and the perfecter of faith. And that's it at the end of the day. Can you, can you do that? Can you do that? Doesn't matter what you're, we're, it's, it's, I, 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 can, I, I know so many people are going through a lot, right? And I'm talking about all my stuff, but there's, I've been hearing just this weekend of like some really just hard stuff people are going through. And your heart just breaks. But ultimately, can we fix our eyes on Jesus? Can we lock in with Jesus. When Peter was walking on the water, it wasn't that the waves were too powerful, or the waves were too big. It was just that he, he started looking at the waves and he lost sight of Jesus' eyes. And as soon as you do that, your faith meter just, just goes down, right? Because we only have faith when we look to God. We only have faith. He's the source of faith. He's the author of the faith. He's the one that, that gives us faith. He's the perfecter of the faith. He's the one that sustains our faith. So in this journey, can we, can we do this? Can we overcome through faith? Can we lock in on Jesus no matter what's going on around us and run with perseverance the race marked out for us? Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.